After moving into a suburban home, a couple becomes increasingly disturbed by a nightly demonic presence. Was this film a paranormal awakening that sent you searching for real ghosts caught on camera on YouTube that only led to jump scares that would scar you for the rest of your life? Or did you dismiss the whole movie as another silly low-budget horror flick? I don't owe you my answer. Join us as we unravel the 2007 hit, Paranormal Activity. High def camera, on. My girlfriend Katie, she thinks there's something in the house, I don't know. You believe me, right? I think we're gonna have a very interesting time capturing whatever paranormal phenomena is occurring or is not occurring. Hearing a weird sound. Something's here. I feel it breathing on me. Footsteps in, but there's no footsteps out. Oh, God. Oh, my God. If you do try to play games with it, that's inviting it in. Jeez, looks like something bit you. It's not the house. It's me. You cannot run from this. It will follow you. If it's not a ghost, what is it? Welcome to another spine-tingling episode of Chamber of Chills. I'm Cameron. And I'm Adam. And today we are continuing down the long corridor that is our top 50 horror films of all time list. Quite a feat. Quite a feat. And today we are breaking down and discussing the film that made us all a little scared of home cameras. Yeah. Paranormal Activity. How old were you when this film came out? Oh man. It's like, 2009. Oh gosh. Then like, I guess I was 11. Yeah, I was 12 years old. Pretty crazy. Sheesh. How about that? Yeah, that's only crazy. five years ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we do math. Oh, um, man. That said, it's about to get a little spooky in here. Mm. And uh, we guarantee mm. you'll be dying <laughs> with laughter. With laughter and love. Uh, yeah, let's get right into it with Stop. our film details. This film is number 37, right? 37? Yeah, Out of 50? 37. Dang. Man, remember the good old days? Oh, I do. I do reminisce. <laughs> the film is called, uh, you guessed it, Paranormal Activity. Hmm. Came out in 2009. It is a horror mystery that was rated R. Oh man, I just realized I never looked up how you pronounce the director's name. I'm going to guess. <laughs> hey, I usually am in this situation. <laughs> Oren Pelly. I oh, thought it was Pelly too. Pelly? Okay. Yeah. We'll say Pelly, and then somebody can roast us later. <laughs> uh, three other films. He only directed one other film, actually, called Area 51, but then he served as a producer for Chernobyl Diaries and a TV series called The River. Mm. Did you ever watch the Chernobyl Diaries? It's like another I didn't. horror. Yeah, it's, you know, missable. Not super not even, yeah. critically acclaimed. Uh, yeah. Also heard Area 51 is one I've of the best grossing films of that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Oren Pelly also was the writer for this film. Um, yeah, I'll get into that later. <laughs> Star cast members, we have Katie Featherston, who plays Katie, Micah Sloat, who plays Micah, and then Mark Friedrichs, who plays the psychic. As far as the Academy goes, nothing for the Oscars. Mm. Wonk, wonk. But wonk, it was wonk. nominated for Best First Feature at the Independent Spirit Awards, and Katie was nominated for the Best Scared Performance at the MTV Movie Awards. And then lastly, it was nominated for Favorite Independent Movie at the People's Choice Awards. Wow. As far as ratings go on IMDb, 6.3. Rotten Tomatoes, 83%. And on Letterboxd, 2.9. 
Financials for the film. This is so crazy. The budget for the film was $15,000. That's so Today is about $22,000. At the global box office, it made $193 million, which today is about $285 million. That is like unheard of. A $15,000 budget leading to almost $200 million is like insanity well and it also just that's inspiring to aspiring filmmakers too because it's like yeah you can do it i guess and i mean it makes sense why they made like six more gosh um filming also only took about one week Mm. seven days so seven days seven days we're not on that film yet that's crazy um yeah that kind of summarizes the film details would you like to do a different Kind of summary for us. Sir I would Adam? love to. Um, oh, I was also going to add, and you know, because I was doing uh, mm. the fact for us on this one, I found that it was shot in 2006, but it didn't put into general release until 2009. Really? Yeah. Wow. Three years. It was in the film festival circuit for two years. Did they ever say why? Like it just um, floated around, or yeah, did no I have, one wanna... I have some okay, BTS okay, okay. on that. We'll we'll wait. Sorry, I'm not trying to give you the just trying to... the blue ones. <laughs> Well, too late. <laughs> a little too late for that one. All right, uh, film summary. Okay. Mm. <laughs> you sound like Yoda. <laughs> mm. oh <my> God. <laughs> I did. That's crazy. Wow, That's this crazy. just took a drastic turn. Yeah, sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> Paranormal activity is a gripping and suspenseful. I can't even say suspenseful. <laughs> suspenseful. Found footage horror film released in 2009. The story follows a young couple, Katie and Mika. I almost said Micah. I keep reading it as Micah. Katie and Mika. Oh, is it not Micah? It's Mika. It's Mika. You're yeah. right. Because she mm-hmm. says, I'm a freaking idiot. Hey, it's okay. Sorry, it's guys. It's like you watched it yesterday. Oh, no, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Cam and I watched this yesterday. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. This is the quickest turnaround we've ever yeah. had for one of our episodes. Yeah, we just... We cuddled yesterday and watched it. <laughs> and now we're recording it. So, also still cuddling. So. <laughs> We're at, we only using one mic right now if you guys can believe it. I'm just kidding. We're not. Okay. We're not using one mic. We're not using one mic. That's funny. Okay, sorry. I'll continue this film summary. It keeps getting so rudely interrupted. Katie and Mika, who began to experience supernatural events in their suburban home, determined to capture evidence of the paranormal activity... Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Mika sets up cameras throughout the house, leading to a chilling and unsettling journey for both of them. Well, really only one camera. As the nights pass, the activity escalates and the couple becomes increasingly terrified by the sinister presence haunting them. Film skillfully blends tension through its use of minimalistic cinematography and realistic performances, drawing viewers into the terrifying world of the supernatural as Katie and Mika desperately try to confront the malevolent force that threatens their lives. Yep. Big spoiler. So turn this off. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you're going to see it. Three, two, one. Katie ends up becoming possessed by the demonic entity and kills Mika in the final scene of the film. Yup. Boom. There you go. Tis all I have for film summary. That's the summary. <laughs> um, breakdown ballroom. Mm-hmm. We're breaking it? Breaking it right down. All right. This Give is those, just uh, what the we... blue ballroom. This is the blue ballroom. <laughs> This is where we just kind of go through our guidelines for what classifies a good horror film, Let's starting with go. our favorite scenes. Mm. You want to kick us off? Sure. I actually, you know, there were scenes for sure, not yeah, like yeah, the yeah. last two films, but it was there were a lot of quick scenes. Too. Yeah, 
there were several scenes where they had to act like had to have actually recorded the entire time lapse, which yeah. I found fascinating. So I, I wrote that as a note because I first noticed that in night number three. Uh, and I was like, it's the night where I'm pretty sure she like stands up and like stands there. Yeah. And I was like, man, they recorded that whole thing. Like, good on them for doing that. Did they actually? It looks like it. I mean, it's a time That lapse. would be crazy. So I was like, their actors are just, they're like, yeah, you know, hey, this for- is going to be two hours of footage and yeah. you're literally going to stand there for 30 minutes. Maybe someone like turned on a podcast. Or something. <laughs> she could just stand and listen to I guess to that's something. true. They could have just been listening to something. Dude, that's true. Pretty I mean, wild though. I'm trying to think. If I was an actor and somebody asked me to do that, I guess I would. But Yeah, especially if it's be. a low budget film. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. But wow, that is super cool. So night number three was my first note, but only okay. because I was like really blown away by that. Yeah. For me, it's kind of how the film opens itself up. And what I mean by that is like, I remember watching this for the first time, the way they set everything up, it's like, it just, you know, you're kind of stepping into their shoes. You're like feeling out the vibes. Everything's kind of positive. They're just making dinner and like, it's all just normal. And you're like, oh, I'm really watching some like home video, you know? Yeah. So I think that's like set up in a good way. It feels pretty genuine, kind of just this raw, uncut footage. Totally. So I enjoy that. It like sets it up nicely on a positive note before you get all the chaos that's going to come. Yeah, 100%. My next one, I put night number 13. The Ooh. sound design of the loud screech and yeah. then boom was pretty chilling. Yeah. Uh, you just know if you heard that in the middle of the night in your house, you'd be freaking out. Yes. And I just made a note. I was like, they're really good at making you put yourself in that situation. A lot of this stuff, you know, that you just know you don't want to hear in the middle of the night. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that that was really great because I was thinking, you know, like what if I heard that in the middle of the night? Like how I how would I react? Yeah. Right. There are several times where I feel like I kind of did the same where I was like, oh my gosh, if I was in their position, how would I handle yeah. that? I can tell you very differently. <laughs> but um, yeah, I kind of said the same thing, and this isn't really a specific scene, but again, kind of just like I just put subtleties. I appreciate the subtle horror in some of these films, like whether. I like the se- the faint sound from downstairs or like the keys being on the floor the next morning. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is so weird. Like, what's happening? And yeah. it kind of almost like builds up this tension because you know I'm watching a horror film. It's going to get worse. So it's just funny to start from like ground zero. Yeah. Where you can be like, oh man, that's it's just a good gradual build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I totally appreciate agree. that. I made note night number 15, which sorry, I jumped the gun. Night number three, did? she did not sleepwalk, but that was uh-huh. whenever they were like tossing and turning while they were sleeping. Oh yeah. And then yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's when like the door creaked and creaked back yeah, and you yeah, saw yeah. the shadow. So night number 15 was the sleepwalking. And I just, again, I was like them committing to the long time lapses Dude, and her yeah. just standing there while he slept is great filmmaking for yeah. found footage. For sure. I remember seeing that for the first time too, where she like stands mm. and there's that time lapse time lapse and you're like oh my gosh yeah she's just chilling and that's something that you know and i i don't want to dive too much into it on this episode because it's not this episode but right is blair witch project did not have like time lapses like that and i thought that that was just a really good touch to make it feel more real yeah and really good commitment from the crew and the cast i thought yeah i agree my next one which I'm on the fence about, but I'll just start by saying Ooh. the powder on the floor. Oh, uh, it's the that only was t- my next one. Ah, nice. Yeah, I liked it because it's the only time this film really stretches itself to become a little more like 
horror-esque because you yeah. can finally see like the footprints of the demon mm-hmm. and just for like creature design like i think it's cool they went for like a three-pronged looking yeah it was like, not it almost human like a freaking bird or something yeah very weird and it just kind of makes you like oh gosh like what does this thing look like i totally agree and then that of course leads to the attic where they find the picture of katie and so i just i thought it was all like executed pretty well one yeah. of the more like interesting parts of the film so i yeah. liked that i couldn't agree more Beyond that, I said the boom plus the picture scratch. And that yeah. was the, wasn't that during the day? Yes. Um, so that leading to the doctor entering and immediately needing to leave, it, it was just good build up. <laughs> yes, totally. I actually said the exact same for my next one, the the picture cracking. And mm. Because I appreciate when horror can still creep you out when like it's, you know, broad daylight. And totally. And that was the like, only time that it did that. Yeah. 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 And Mika like is investigating after that and mm-hmm. just like, even like their guest bathroom in the daytime because you just saw that picture, you're still like, oh, like I just, everything feels creepy right now. Oh, I know. Which we have some, I'm sure you also have some choice words about Mika. <sighs> yeah. Do I? That'll be a whole thing. Do I? Oh, no. Um, the leg drag out of the bed was great. Yep. Him saying to let her go, like Mika saying to let her go and her bawling. And again, this is all on the camera. You can't really see what's happening, yeah. which I appreciate. And I'm going to go more into depth later. Definitely felt like the most intense up until that point. And yep. I was thinking, like, can you even imagine that happening to you? No. Absolutely. Again, there are moments where you're thinking, how would I react? And yeah. I was like, dude, I'd like book <laughs> it out of the front door. Once I she know. gets released, we're like, I don't care if it's not technically uh, the house. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was terrifying. And it just happens so like subtly. Like her leg is sticking out and then she just gets like slowly. And she and wakes like, up. Yeah. Still trying to wake up almost. Like when she falls and hits the floor, she's kind of like yeah. in this confused state. And then she just starts getting dragged and her scream escalates. And oh, which I didn't put this into um, the fact force, but it was an interesting note on that scene because they, it was all practical effects. So, like, really, they had like uh, some sort of rope or something that pulled her out of the bed. And then another person had a pulley that pulled her down the hallway. Oh, wow. Uh, and apparently, uh, the director, what's his name again? Pelly. Pelly. Yeah. Or Oren Pelly. Oren Pelly. Yeah. So apparently he had to, he changed his floors from carpet to hardwood so that they could accomplish that. Wait, was that his house? It was his house. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Sorry. I that was, was wondering fact. that. That was all filmed at his house. Good for him, dude. I know. That's like. And he didn't even tell anybody apparently in his family or anything. Oh, for real? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? So pretty wild, but I thought that that was filmed really well. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that's interesting. I did put the climax, like Katie going downstairs, screaming violently. Mika wakes up and runs downstairs. You don't see anything. You only hear it, which was a fantastic idea. Yes. Out of nowhere, Mika's body is thrown into the camera. Katie walks in covered in blood as he lays lifeless on the floor. She like bends down to smell him, then looks up at the camera and like acts like she's about to eat it as a demon. towards it. That part I will take out of my favorite scenes though. Yeah, I agree. Um, So really just everything leading up to him being thrown into the camera. Yeah. I thought was really great. I actually omitted the climax because of that, the way it ends. But now I, I definitely think everything until that is so good. The yeah. sounds are so creepy. Yes. And again, what would I do if I heard that in the middle of the night? And he just and, like wakes up and like sprinting. Yeah. yeah. He wakes up, sprints, and then there's like this like loud commotion and you can't see anything. So yeah. you're just imagining. And then all of a sudden it's like silent. And then you're like, 
wait, so like what did what happen? Just, and just then happened. his body flies towards the camera. Yeah. And, yeah. and then Very creepy. Yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah. Then after that, it's, you know, classic 2009. I know. Come on. Come on. Which ugh, I want to get into. I'll wait. I have a note on the ending. Mm. Big All note right. on the ending. Big note. All right. Okay. That's enough for the uh, favorite, favorite scenes. scenes concept. So for the time, and maybe because I was 11, but <laughs> I rem- I feel like this film was the bee's knees, dude. Yeah. Like this movie like had everyone kind of like talking about it. Yep. And like I genuinely thought when I was younger that this was like real footage that the studio like distributed <laughs> by the blessing of the family. And it oh like haunted me. Like I remember my dad and I rented it from a red box and just like watched it one night. I don't know where everyone else was, but dude, I was just like so freaked out. Cause I thought they do set it up that way. Like this is real footage. You totally. Know? And I, I believed it. I was like, oh my gosh. And at the end, they're like, Katie's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Like, they like yeah. really play into it. 11 year old me was like, yeah. Not yeah, having it. A hundred percent. So no, I I agree. And obviously this was I just remember and I even tried to find out like how was this received at the time. And I couldn't really find a ton like we found on Sinister. Yeah. But I remember so many people talking about it whenever it came out. And they were like, You can't like don't watch this film. It's yeah. so scary. And of course, you know, we're at the end of elementary school going into middle school. So right. like it's just such a different yeah, you know, movie buzz at that age of life. But I think that I remember it being really, really widely received. Yeah. Um, and obviously it was by the world considering its box office success. Yeah. I said it was really fascinating to me that the emphasis was way more on sound than it was visual. And I think that was an incredible idea. And yeah. of course they're they're leaning into their low budgetness. But I again, it shows like whenever you have a lower budget, you're forced to be more creative. And yeah. I think that this was a testament to that. Of course, Blair Witch walked so they could run kind of thing. Exactly. But yeah, I think that they just leaned into that. Well, they're like, Blair Witch did it well. We can do it well in a different totally, way. Totally, yeah. And I do think like that's something that made a lot of people mad. Yeah. They went into it thinking, I'm going to see the monster. I'm going to see what's happening. And like, you don't. You you might see like the shadow figure on the, the door, you mm-hmm. know, but like you're not going to see anything really. It's all sounds and things moving. And so... It definitely didn't sit right with a lot of people, but at the time it was like pretty cool for those who were willing to accept it. Mm -hmm. And obviously now like the concept is stale because it's been done like a million times by now. But for the time, I mean, it was all pretty fresh and it worked, like you said, obviously for making $200 million. So No, I know. I know. No, I agree. And I, I would venture to say most people who didn't like the film because of that reason are probably not Christian. Yeah, probably. <laughs> because I, I guarantee this scared most people who believe in this stuff. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's a good point. So, because it felt very real. It's a good angle. But, oh, well, uh, well. Director's Touch. I mean, he came up with something that scared the daylight out of all of us. Yeah, so. especially after finding out that it was his house and yeah. the budget he had. And he wrote it, he directed it. Yeah. I think, I mean, did a pretty good job. I think so what he too. had. So Really great minimalistic choices to aid the realism too. And of course, yeah. not to go down that whole rabbit hole again of found footage, but he did it well. Yeah, I respect it. Acting, 
felt natural for the most part. Yeah. Sometimes Mika's character felt a little too forced, especially at the end. For sure. And I thought Katie's friend was a little forced. Ah, you and me both. That's the one person I pointed out. I I felt like, or I wrote in my notes, she looked like a deer in headlights half the time. Like she didn't know, like, is it my time to talk? Or like, she was like confused. I was wondering, it was like, that looks like somebody that's like, probably like, Pelly's friend. He's yeah. like, hey, I'm just shooting a film. And you Do you want to come? Extra character. Yeah, stand in. Yeah, it, it, that was a little rough. But I thought, I saw a lot of people complaining about the acting. I didn't think it was that bad. Like, yeah, they felt natural. It Like, conversations flowed. And I mean, I didn't really. Yeah, no, I agree. So. And that goes that. into screenplay. Yep. So I thought that it felt pretty natural. Yeah. And I was like, I, I wrote a note. I want to know what the screenplay actually looked like because I bet they had a lot of room to improvise. Yes. I wondered that too because I even wrote like, I don't really know what to say about the screenplay because it almost at times feels like there isn't one. <laughs> like it just feels so natural in the way they talk. Yeah. I was like, there had to have been a lot of improvisation. Well, so. I found out this was my first note in the fact forest jumping ahead. The actors were not given scripts, but were given guidelines on how to behave or what to discuss in their scenes. That so totally They makes didn't have sense. a script the entire movie. Gotcha. Yep. So that, it does make sense. That checks out. But I was wondering, it was like, okay, well, you have to be pretty good at improvising to, yeah. to be able to act that. Yeah. So. That'd be kind of fun, though, if like a director's just like, hey, bring this up at some point, act this way, go yeah. for it. You know? I agree. It'd be kind of exciting. I think it'd be fun to do that for sure. The score. The very non-existent, I mean, yeah. the low bass hum only happening subtly during the creepy moments at night yeah. was like the best subtle touch to it. Yeah. And coming from a guy who loves a good film score, I thought that that was the best they yeah. could have done. Well, yeah, if they threw in music, it's like, that's almost something that makes it scarier is the silence because you're sometimes sitting there just staring in silence like, okay, what am I looking for? Like, what's about to happen? I know. And nothing, you know, comes or something will just come out of nowhere. It's just, yeah. I think it was a good choice. I agree. But it is rare to come across a horror film that's just like... Well, it's almost like... I was thinking about it too. Is like in found footage, it's almost like you have to make it so, so subtle or it's going to feel like it's not found footage. Yeah, totally. Cinematography. Um, Um, (laughs) Also, uh, (laughs) it also felt kind of absent. I mean, the only glimmer of shine comes in, I think, when like the nighttime shots, like the, that blue huge like lighting and then the way the, you know, hallway is kind of framed in the background. Yeah. It like, it's creepy, but like, it's not really cinematography. I don't really, I, it's, yeah, it's I, was, tough. I was like trying to, there's not much to say about it because it's all found footage. Well, I wondered if Pelly had more say in the practical effects or if the cinematographer did. Yeah. But I no, thought the practical know. effects were done pretty yeah. well. Totally. Overall impact really plays on the fears most people have in the middle of the night, which mm-hmm. I think is cool, especially like incorporating the sounds. And yeah. uh, honestly, you can see why people at the time reacted so terrified whenever this came out because I feel like, and you were just saying this, it felt like like 90% real in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. It's but. like if the things like, because sometimes, you know, we've all been there. You're laying in bed, it's dark, and you hear like a bump somewhere and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But this is just taking that to another level. So it's like you're watching someone else live out the extent of your own fears. So yes. it's like, oh my gosh, these people died. No, I know. So it definitely, I think, sent some people home thinking, oh my gosh, what goes on in my house when I'm sleeping, you know? Yeah. No, and 
this might be kind of a hot take, but I still think that this film holds up well today, yeah. 15 years later, which is pretty wild considering it's a found footage film. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that about the rest of the Paranormal Activity series, no. uh, but this one, in my opinion, is the best one. Yeah. However, I, whenever I was doing research, they I looked up like, what is the scariest Paranormal Activity? And apparently there was a rating that the one that came out in 2015 was scarier. Was that four or I don't, I don't even know. I think it was 27. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I, I do know. remember Paranormal Activity 4 being creepy. That was pretty jarring, but I don't remember if that was the 2015 one. No. Oh, shoot. I couldn't tell. That you. was 2012. You lost Paranormal Activity then. 5 was 2015. That's the ghost dimension. Really? Yeah, I, I don't never watched that one. Interesting. Very interesting. Whale? Whale. Shoot. That shoot? That just <laughs> darn goes into fact force. <laughs> take us away, Adam. I will, I will take... There's a lot to unpack in this film, actually. A lot of interesting fun facts. So okay. Feel free to, you Give know, to jump me. in at any point. <laughs> okay. Number one, it was rejected by most film festivals. Wow. Pelle submitted the movie to a number of major film festivals, including the Toronto International Film Festival, but it failed to be accepted by any. Only one festival accepted it the much smaller Scream Fest in Los Angeles. But the reaction it got from audiences and critics there was enough to get Pelly noticed by major talent agency CAA, who subsequently sent out DVDs of the movie to interest a studio in buying it. But of course, I know that you said that you found that it was also in other smaller festivals too. But okay. uh, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming this is the biggest festival yeah, it made. Right. Katie Featherston, who plays Katie, won an award for Best Actress at Scream Fest. Producer Jason Blum helped Pelly get an agent and they started submitting the film all over town looking for a distributor. Though they failed to get the movie into Sundance, it did screen at Slam Dance, another Park City, Utah film festival in January 2008. Shoot. So he was just trying his best to get it in the film festival circuit. And nice. there were a lot that were saying no. And I thought, I bet they thought freaking dumb whenever it went to make $190 yeah, million. Yeah, for real. So Wow, that's a fun fact. This next fun fact is pretty crazy. Okay. Steven Spielberg convinced the filmmakers to change the original ending. Spielberg? Spielberg's involved. What on earth? And I have to disagree entirely with him. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is a hot take. But okay. So, oh, go, good, continue. No, I'll, I'll jump. Sure. Yeah. Um, Spielberg had to stop watching the film halfway through on a home screener as he was genuinely spooked by the experience. He completed it in daylight hours the next day and loved it. So, a writer-director, Oren Pelle, said that he was most fond of the original ending. It didn't test well with audiences, though, and with guidance from the studio, was given extra budget to shoot another one. He said that he still likes the original ending, tried to fight for it for a while, although he's okay with the theatrical one they chose. What? So, yeah. is this other ending out there? So, I will explain what they are oh, here yes. in a little bit. The next one, the entire movie was filmed in his own home. Marin got mad at me, you know, for filming our short psychological <laughs> horror film at our house. Yeah. Imagine if I asked her to film something Dude, like this. Some demonic presence in your she house. She would kill me before the demon could. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, it would not be good for you. Orrin Pelly shot the entire film with a home digital camera. Wow. And that just goes, you know, hand in hand with the budget. Proof that anyone can make a successful film. Good for you, dude. 
The Exorcist scared Pelly so much at the age of nine that by the time Ghostbusters came out in his mid-teens, he couldn't even see it. Wow. And then he goes on to make this. Okay. Paramount acquired the U.S. rights for $350,000. Film went on to make $193 million worldwide, making this the second most profitable film ever made based on a return of investment. First, most profitable is The Blair Witch Project, 1999, which cost $22,000 and made $240 million. Gosh. Freaking crazy. Can that happen to us? I know. I'm like... <laughs> That's crazy. That would just change their lives. Yeah, for real. Katie wow. Featherston and Mika Sloat, both the characters who played themselves, yeah. received a reported $500 each for their performances. Due to the success of the film, they renegotiated the amount. Dude, can you imagine? Holy crap. So I wonder how much they ended up taking away from that. Yeah, I don't know, but that's wild. $500. $500 each. That's crazy. DreamWorks wanted to remake the movie with a bigger budget and better known actors rather than release the film as it was and use the original as a DVD extra. They changed their mind saying it was scarier as is. Wow. Okay. Interesting. It's so weird that like DreamWorks, Spielberg, like people are involved in attached this. Attached to it that I you know. just never would have guessed. So weird. Moving along. During the first test screenings, people started leaving the theater. Originally, the crew thought this was because the film wasn't going over very well with its audience, only to discover that people left the auditorium because they couldn't handle the intensity of the piece. Wow. So that's, that's cool. You know, that's an honor. Yeah. What an honor. I wonder at like which scene did they start leaving? Yeah. Huh. Uh, the film contains no opening or closing credits. Whoa. Not that even mentioning make it. Paramount. Wow. <laughs> Pretty crazy. I wonder how they got that like contractually. I know. know. I know. I guess it, yeah, it helps. Orrin Pelle got the idea for the movie from a personal experience. Late at night, he was sleeping and a box of detergent fell off the shelf. The box was pushed too far back for it to just tilt and fall. Did that happen at his house? That's what he was saying. It oh just fell gosh. off the shelf, but he was like, there's no way it could have fallen off Let the shelf. Let me just expand on this. So he's like, there is a demon here. Let's see if we can get Let's on. film. Let's film this. <laughs> Let's flesh this idea So this out is and, uh, based on a true story. Wow. Just kidding. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. This guy's crazy. All the special effects were practically done in camera, enhanced by director Orrin Pelly on his PC. Golly. So he's just doing it all. Yeah, for real. No wonder he didn't want to have credits. It'd be Orrin Pelly, Orrin Pelly. I know. (laughs) He did everything. Producer Jason Blum worked on Miramax in the 1990s as a movie distributor and passed on the opportunity to acquire the Blair Witch Project in 1999. A decision he quickly regretted when the movie became one of the most profitable low-budget movies of all time. The market quickly became saturated with knockoffs made for more money, but without the financial success. When the time was right, Blum produced his own low-budget found-footage film with Paranormal Activity, a decision that paid off as he was able to found Blumhouse Productions with the profits. Oh my gosh, that's one of the most fun facts. Quite the backstory. Goodness. I know. I was like, Because now Blumhouse is everywhere. I know. And this like sparked his journey. A $15,000 short. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wild. Good for him. This was included among the 1,001 movies you must see before you die. Really? By Steven Schneider. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. The alternate endings. Yes. This is the last bit of the fact forced. 
There were three endings to this movie. In all three of them, the camera stays in one place. You can watch all of these on YouTube. I'm doing this as soon as I leave. The first one, the original ending, has Katie waking up, standing by the bed, and then going downstairs. She then calls Mika in panic. Mika goes downstairs screaming out and worrying, and then we hear him freaking out and then quiet. Someone's going up the stairs. It reveals to be Katie with a bloody shirt and a bloody knife in her hand. She sits by the bed rocking back and forth for hours that go by quickly. Her friend comes by to visit the house. We hear her downstairs freaking out about Mika being dead on the floor and she leaves. The police arrive at the house, two cops, see the body, go upstairs, find Katie, and then she snaps out and starts panicking saying, where is Mika? While the police tell her to drop the knife. She doesn't and they shoot her to death. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the original ending. And it didn't test well, so they changed it? And Spielberg convinced them to change the ending. Wow. Okay, so... Okay. I'm not going to state my opinion yet. Um, (laughs) The second, the theatrical Blu-ray ending. Katie waking up, standing by the bed. The blanket pulls off Mika to the floor. Katie goes to stand and stare at him for about two hours. She then goes downstairs, screams. He goes down. She kills him. And then when she comes back up, she's holding Mika and throws him at the camera. The camera falls. Mika's on the ground. Katie goes down on four, looks at him, turns to the camera, and screams as her face becomes demonic for a second. The screen cuts to black. So that's what that's was shown yeah. at the theater. The third one, the alternate ending, is very similar to the original one up until Katie kills Mika downstairs. After that, she comes back up all bloody, closes the door behind her, approaches the camera, and slices her own throat with the knife she killed Mika with. Oh my gosh. And then there's an alleged fourth alternate ending that was never shot that... I couldn't find this anywhere else. It was on IMDb, so I don't know if this is true. But there's another ending that was planned where the possessed Katie corners Mika and bludgeons him to death with his camera while viewers would watch from the camera's point of view. In fact, this version of the ending was so complicated, not to mention brutal, that Pelly never actually shot it. Wow. So, so did you watch the other Indies? I haven't watched them yet. I was wow. going to watch them whenever you got here. Dude, that's crazy. But yeah. Yikes. The, the original ending, so much better. Yeah. Like significantly. Yeah, All the I other agree. endings were better than the than one we got. got to theater. I agree. Spielberg was in the wrong for sure. I think that the third alternate, the alternate ending where she slits her own yeah, throat that's would be the most jarring. For sure. Like that would end in theaters and I would just sit there staring at the screen. Yeah, I agree. You know? Wow. So. Oh my goodness. I know. We were robbed. And we were totally robbed. Everyone was robbed. Wow. Very annoying. We support you, Pelly. Oh, Pelly, you had it right. Spielberg, I'm sorry, man. In what world, too, is Pelly right and Spielberg's wrong? <laughs> I know. But it's crazy, but yeah. it's horror. I don't know if it was Spielberg's a horror guy. Yeah, either. that's true. I don't know what other hands... Yeah, what, I don't what, know. What am I saying? What other hand he had in other projects? <laughs> I don't know where the hands he but, had. <laughs> okay. Um, wow, that was crazy. That what was a, a lot. Sorry. Oof, I'm done talking. What a roller coaster. Just kidding. I'm not done talking. Mishap Mountain. Oh, yeah. So I wrote four, but I didn't know if you'd written any. I wrote some that I found online. Okay. You can so. go first. A little over two minutes into the movie, Mika is making dinner. There's clearly a bottle of red spaghetti sauce and takeout coffee cup on the counter. Katie pours them both a glass of wine. Next, cut his wine glasses gone. 
She's drinking a bottle of water and on the counter is a bag of lettuce or some other veggie, not part of their dinner, and two bottles, vitamins. Then they're eating dinner and she has her wine glass back. So there's some continuity problems there. But come on. Come on. Do it right. Yeah, come on. Your budget's huge. Figure it out. <laughs> I know at this point, anything they did wrong, I'm like, I don't care. They did a good job with I what know, they had. Like $15,000 These are just is what nitpicks. a production designer gets paid more. You know, like yeah, a production just designer total, get paid more. Total nitpicks. Okay. Well, I wrote some of these down as well. So while Mika and Katie are talking with the psychic, Dr. Fredericks, he mentions the spirit feeds off of negative energy. Mika makes a comment and says, well, your mom shouldn't come over anymore in that case, implying Julie is still alive visiting her daughter. However, in Paranormal Activity 3, which is apparently a prequel, Julie dies by Toby throwing her down the stairs with Katie crying by her body, therefore making Julie not able to ever visit Katie in San Diego. Oh. So I'm like... You know, that was made after this yeah. film. You'd think that they would just like... So whoever did the third one just fumbled. Just totally you know? fumbled the bag. I forgot the third one was about the like me backstory. Too. I know. It kind of makes me want to rewatch it. I kind of do too. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I guess since it's our number one, we will eventually rewatch it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when we get to the end of this list. <laughs> just kidding. It is not on our list. I said at around... Well, I didn't say this. Again, online <laughs> material. But... At around 51 minutes, Katie's hair changes length from one scene to the next. This is especially noticeable when Katie tells Mika he has finished using the Ouija board and her hair is long. Then in the next scene, she is on the couch and her hair is much shorter. Her hair also also changes color from deep brunette to light brown and back again as the film progresses. So, Hey, you know, maybe the demon just snips up. (laughs) She was a... I think messing with her hair like, while she was know, filming this. Yeah. Which I guess it happened over a week. So how did that happen? That's if they filmed true. over a week, how did she, I don't know, who knows? Day four, she walks in, the director's like, what, what the fuck? You, you we could have waited till, days. <laughs> could have waited till Saturday. Come on. I know. Give it four more <laughs> days. And she only got paid 500 bucks, you know? Come on. Yeah, she's like, I used it for this haircut. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, the last one. At around 18 minutes, towards the beginning of the movie, when Mika and Katie are talking with the psychologist, there is a hard cut from the doctor to Katie as the doctor is talking, but the dialogue does not skip. Since the movie is supposed to be entirely self-filmed footage, this would imply that either there were two cameras filming at once, or that they did a second take with the doctor, both of which Mm. are unlikely. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, that checks out. So, just... that's tough though I mean that's a continuity error with the fact that it's a found footage film yeah so I know I feel bad picking them apart I know we're like (laughs) but Ellie you're fine guys this is our job don't listen to us we get paid to do this we get paid (laughs) so much money to do this $500 a year (laughs) is what we pay to do this is what we wish we got paid to do (laughs) it's what we paid to do this oh that's funny oh we're so funny okay change chamber change chamber we're cooking cooking is there anything that doesn't make any sense uh i have a laundry list yeah sorry pelly i've got some for sure i just started off i know it's way (sighs) creepier this way like i totally get it but when they start to hear like the ominous sounds from downstairs like they hurt like there's like a freaking demon screech they go to investigate they don't turn on any lights (laughs) 
if I heard his first reaction is grab the camera yeah. and only use the camera, grab light. the camera and the light on the camera and that's it. And obviously it makes it way creepier. But if I'm hearing that I'm turning on overhead lights, mm. lamps, I'm lighting candles, like any source of light is yeah. coming on. Cause like what I just heard is like, that is some supernatural crap. No, they, yeah. It, mm, they yeah. also like, which I'm again, laundry list. I yes. agree. But like they sleep with the door open. Who Dude. does that? Do you guys sleep with the door open? I literally put who the booty sleeps with their Dude. bedroom door wide open. If you do, please tell us so we can judge you. We literally like we have. So we have our master bedroom and then there's the door that goes in there. And then there's a door that goes into like, cause it loops around. Yeah. It's a weird format, but like master bedroom door and the bathroom door from outside are, they're both locked and shut. Yeah. Like I'm a big, like, Who's no. sleeping with the door just wide you're open? Psych- you're more psycho than the demon. It's crazy. You almost deserve... I'm just kidding. You don't deserve <laughs> yeah, uh, shut the door, turn all the lights on, you're good. Also, as things progress, freaking lock the door, man. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Maybe I, just like put a barricade on the door. Totally what are you doing? Agree. There's so many things that were just... Yeah. There were so many things that were definitely for the sake of the plot, which is always annoying. Totally. Writing. Yeah, you know that that's our no, Achilles that's heel. Our, that we is the Achilles heel. And then on top of that, you know, which this just plays into that, Mika, hmm. the boyfriend, <laughs> is a dumb little idiot and infuriating <sighs> and reminiscent, must I say, yes, of Orphan Daddy. Yep, thought the exact same. Oh, so infuriating. He is so frustrating yeah. in this movie. And like, I, that was <laughs> one of my big ones. It's just like, they keep facing all of these like horrifying sounds and movements and like catching things on camera. And he's just so nonchalant about it. He's like, it's just at that point, borderline unrealistic because I don't know if anybody is just going to take that like a champ, you know? Like, no. I get being a skeptic, but like he has concrete proof that this stuff is going down and he's just like, ah, we're yeah. fine. Drove me crazy. I have so many things about this. <laughs> I have so many instances. I'll just go through them real quick. Do it. So the first one, like you said, you already called it out. They go downstairs and he walks into the kitchen to turn on the light, but he walks right past the stairs that have also another overhead light. Yeah. So you already said that. I know Miki doesn't really seem to believe in demons being bad, even after reading about demons and believing the entity is a demon. <sighs> I know. But after night 13, he's still pretty chill and joking about it. And I yeah. think no matter who you are, you'd be freaked out by that point. Take it way more seriously. Totally. Him saying, bringing an exorcist in makes things get worse. What experience or research is he basing yeah. this idea on that doesn't make so, any sense so dumb it's not logical most everyone would be like hire whoever it takes to get rid of this thing yeah we'll go stay in a freaking church yeah exactly yeah that just doesn't that I so actually stupid. when i was watching the movie that was one of my notes i was like okay give your life over to jesus yes your movie's over go grab a bible this stuff was happening and let's say i'm an atheist i don't or not i who whatever and like this stuff starts happening, that would just, you know, why not try it? I'm camping you know, just, out. Just and, try it. And Hobby Lobby. <laughs> just say, you know, hey, Jesus. I'm going to Mardell. I'm sorry I didn't believe in you, but could you help me out? Yeah, no kidding. Say a little prayer or something. Golly. Something. Just didn't mean Yeah, sense. he was very anti any progress. His line, let's just figure out what we're dealing with. Oh my god. After that's already happened feels stupid yeah i agree it's obviously Again, a demon especially the considering the ouija boards this is post ouija board 
He's like, let's yeah. just figure out what we're dealing with. Yeah. And then he says, you're freaking me out, babe. After literally a demon scratched his face in a picture. <laughs> He's so dumb, dude. What? He did not take any of the signs. No. Like he deserved to die. Which I got it. You know, after I read, okay, they didn't have a script. Yeah. It comes down to him and Pelly. Yeah. Like him saying lines and Pelly being like, yeah, hey, sure. you know, I know that you're still for the sake of the plot trying yeah. to push this, build this up, but saying you're freaking me out, babe, like, yeah, doesn't like make the sense. demon scratching your picture doesn't. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. I agree. And then, oh my gosh, he literally burns the cross. She's oh. holding a cross and he throws it in the fire. I. I'm like, are you the demon? Totally dude? Like, forgot what, about that. <laughs> what else does he burn? Is it just the cross or is there something else that I feel like he her like, picture? Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I didn't know if I was missing something. I thought that was a cross, but I was like, is it? And I, I think it was. Yeah. You freaking idiot. Stupid. And then my last one, it took them a hundred years to finally decide to leave. And then she finally gets possessed after the bite. And they, yeah. you know, She's like, I don't want to leave anymore. And you're like, okay, well now. Yep. Okay, just totally for the sake of the plot. Yep, definitely. <sighs> Do you have any more? Sorry, I just went on a rant. I'm going to save it for my least favorite part of the film. Okay. <laughs> so is there anything we'd change about the film? Yeah. I just said, oh, like, no, I agree. I, I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perfect. I, I do agree. I love sound over visual. Like, I think it's so cool when, what's the quote? There's somebody who said it. It's like, sometimes, you know, the bump in the dark is scarier than what made the bump in the dark. You know, totally. it's like your imagination can just take it to another level. So I think that was a really cool choice. But for this film, I haven't really put in enough effort to say what I would do, but I would definitely try to keep the plot feeling new because at times it just felt like they're following this formula. Yeah. Where like, and I know that's kind of just, how it works like it just progressively gets worse and worse yeah but it did feel sometimes monotonous in the way like okay you're gonna hear sound in the middle of the night or Katie's gonna stand up and stare and like whatever and then the next day it's like this back and forth of like should we do something no we shouldn't yes. do anything like we're it was fine. very much a straight line yeah and, and gradual incline don't know really what you could do in that case because it is such a simple storyline that we're following but i don't know they're is something I think that could have been done to make it feel a little spicier, a little more like, ooh, you know, but it just felt sometimes like, okay, I get it. Like we're following the same formula. Yeah. And I kind of would have liked a different, I don't know, element thrown in there somewhere. I know. I but agree. again, I don't know, because I like the simplicity of it. So I don't want it to be like anything crazy. I don't know. Yeah. That's just one thing that I noted. No, I, I agree. And it's only an hour and 26 minutes. So it's oh like, my gosh. Not like you can just like cut <laughs> yeah. a lot. True. Because I was almost going to say, well, yeah, you should have just cut some of it so it didn't feel monotonous. But Ugh. yeah, it's hard to do that with that. It is hard. The very last thing that happens in the film, we've already said this, Katie looks at the camera and yeah. like becomes a demon. Pisses me off. No, there my were two other one. alternate endings that were so much better. Yeah. Almost like sinister, the way it ends with the jump scare. You yeah. Know, it's like, it just feels cheesy. Yeah. It, it, I said the exact same. I just would have had it indifferently, but I didn't know about the alternate endings. I know. Now that I know that, now it makes me even, even more, more mad. frustrated. Yeah. And then my last one, I would try and, you kind of said this, I would try and revise the build to the end so that Micah isn't just a total goose. Yeah. I agree. Um, <laughs> Like make it more. You know, just yes. you got to adjust some of the plot. Totally. So that's just writing though. Yeah. Casting. 
Um, I said I great mean, call on casting two nobodies because it yeah. felt significantly more real. Way if you more had freaking Gwyneth Paltrow and yeah, <laughs> I, freaking Brad Pitt <laughs> in there just. Babe, I'm glad freaking me Dr- out. DreamWorks didn't recast. Yeah, I you're agree. Freaking me out, babe. And they they play characters, or they just kind of played characters that have their own names. So yeah. Like if you looked it up back then, you just see Katie, and you're like, oh my gosh, it is real. It's her. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. So least favorite part of the film. Uh, anytime Mika opens his mouth. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it. No, in all seriousness, I just put. I think I was like just the pinnacle of my frustration is when Katie's like, okay, enough is enough. I'm calling the demonologist. This is getting out of hand. Yep. And he's like, Hey, let's just talk about this first. Like (laughs) I know what I'm doing. And she's like, and she says like, you don't know what you're doing. Like you're not in control. Yes. But like, are you freaking kidding me? Like after all of this, he's like, don't call the one person. And we touched on that earlier, but like the one person who could help us right now, so frustrating. Like you are the dumbest character. And it was so it just didn't just make any sense. Infuriating to watch. No, it literally just made no sense at all. And how on earth, like, are you gonna think that you're in control? I mean, like, if your significant other yeah. is being feel one, feels like they're being attacked. Yeah. But two you are witnessing them being attacked. Yeah. And you're still like, no, let me handle this. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm not. I literally this. at one point typed in my notes just because I was so frustrated. I just put hashtag justice for Katie. Because <laughs> like justice for Katie. He was so insensitive to anything she was experiencing. She, yeah. He was just such a freaking terrible person. I know. I my least favorite part, I said it. To me, it's gotta be a tie between Demon Katie and Mika being an yeah. absolute nut hole. Yeah. So I agree. Title of the film and movie poster. Okay, so apparently on the title, Pelly said that he didn't actually like the title, but he was fine with it. He just couldn't. Oh, so that was a studio thing? Apparently it didn't have a title while they were filming until it started getting submitted to film festivals and then just needed one. And he oh, was wow. like, okay, I guess we'll roll with Paranormal Activity. And now there's like seven of them. <laughs> so I know. Really, the title really stuck. I kind of agree though. It's pretty bland. Yeah, I um, agree. But you also don't want it to be too forced or cheesy. No. Like, yeah, nothing too, like, I don't know, edgy. Because it's, it's not know. that. It's Which, a simple found footage film. I know. And I was thinking, like, this is going to sound dumb but because it's tough. But I was like, maybe it would have been cooler if they took the same approach as Blair Witch. It made it seem like it was really found footage. Yeah. And I was like, like, The Haunting of 2006 or something. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know, But, like, I just think Paranormal's activity is at least shorter and easier to remember. Yeah. So, but Blair I Witch agree. is a great... Well, dude, yeah, it's a great title, it's a great title because it does feel like it's like a school project, yes. you know, that you're watching. That I know. just went south, but yeah. Do we just want to start talking about the Blair Witch? Yeah, let's just jump into the <laughs> jump Blair Witch. Jump that one. Um, oh, no, I'm maybe so it's on excited. our list. Maybe. It's oh not, yeah, wait, you know? no, wait. I don't we know. said that in as above as as a as bar. Sarvalor, Dad, go it. But yes, okay. I'm so excited for that yeah. episode. Movie Spoiler. poster. <sighs> okay, I, you know. I think the bones of it are okay. Yeah. I, and I don't know if this is, surely this is not how it was back in the day, but I hate the reviews that are plastered all over it, at least on IMDb. That's what I just saw. And there's just like reviews all over it. And I, it looks like a cheap ad and I hate it. I think it could have been like, if you just kept maybe that, you know, nighttime bedroom shot and did something else with that. Sure. But like having texts like, 
this movie will give you nightmares. I'm like, dadgummit. Okay, you didn't so, have to do all that. So apparently there are several versions of the uh, poster. Really? IMDb has the one that I, I was writing the exact same review. Uh-huh. And then I looked for the poster on Letterboxd and on Google. Okay. All three of them are different. Really? IMDb's, IMDb's using so the IMDb, stupid one. They just have the worst one. <laughs> the one with like a review on it and it's okay. like, watch this on Blu-ray. And you're like, why is this on the poster? That makes me a lot Google happier. has this one, uh, which is different, which I- See, that's better. I, I think Google's is the best. The one on Letterboxd is just the clean cut- across and it says paranormal activity in the glowing red. Yeah. But I I said those, you know, ones, not the IMDb one. Those are really great and minimal. I like yeah. the minimalism. Sure. I was saying I think if the red text was changed to like little white text that said yeah. the title, it would have been more clean. But yeah. the red and blue is kind of a staple, honestly. Yeah. Cause if you For glimpsed it at was. it, you automatically know the film. Yeah. Oh, totally. You could just look at a blurred image of that and know yeah, what it is exactly yeah it's become iconic but i agree the red text is very 2009 yeah <laughs> but you know iconic iconic yeah what would be your worst oh, name man. for the film title <laughs> so again right off the bat <sighs> i just put five nights at mika's <laughs> that's all i got oh hey, that's great hey, that's great this was harder. I don't know. Yeah, it was. I was trying to think of something that was uh, alliteration with Pelly, like Pelly's, uh, Pelly's. I don't know. Deli, like <laughs> Pelly's Deli. No, um, I put the Powder Puff Paranormal Girls. <laughs> I was thinking of powder. <laughs> Love that. Power. Yeah, the baby um, powder. The next one, so stupid. Uh, Katie gets wrecked. <laughs> We were just, Can you imagine if this <laughs> film is titled Katie Gets Wrecked? That's it. Honestly, Justice for Katie. <laughs> Justice for Katie is the best film title there is. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Hot Takes Hallway, baby. It's oh, yeah. sizzling. Spicy. Spicy. Well, favorite reviews. Favorite reviews, starting with... Our 10 stars. Ten star. Every <laughs> freaking Starting time. Starting with our four stars. I have to make sure. Um, both of my 10 stars are kind of shorter. Okay. Um, I have one longer one. It just says, and this is why you shouldn't leave your door open at night. P.S. F.U. Mika. Listen to your effing girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Wait, this is a 10 star? That's a 10 star, which Whoa. believe it or not, I read, the, I had to check too. I was like, wait, this is a 10 star? Okay. They obviously enjoyed it, but I was like, hey, I agree. Okay. Everything else is great, but I agree with those two <laughs> those two points. Don't leave your door open and F you, Mika. Yeah. Well, hey. So that was from Brooke. Oh, nice. Yep. This one's from Chris J. Hobbs on Letterboxd. <laughs> this movie gave me the biggest movie scare of my life. Paranormal activity is the best advertisement for the fact that less is more and low production scares are best. No preemptive sound effects, no distracting special effects, just immersion into a simple, relatable environment that goes horribly wrong. I didn't know anything about it when I put it on one Saturday night by myself. My apartment and the house in the film became one. This one stayed with me for a while. Dang. So, all right. I just thought that was a good... Yeah. It also describes that feeling pretty well of like when you are watching something by yourself. Yeah. You know, it does kind of get into your psyche where you're like, ugh. Yeah. I hate this. Totally. Okay. What horror films have you seen by yourself? Oh 
my gosh. So I did a <laughs> a double feature oh, by myself. That's right, that's right. I watched Midsommar in the afternoon and then I went straight to Hereditary <laughs> and I remember going downstairs and it was just my brother was the only one home with me and I just went and I just looked in the like to the backyard and just looked out and just thought about everything I just experienced. And, <laughs> the classic yeah. Ari Aster Dude, experience. Back to back, just on my laptop laying in bed. I was like, what have I done to myself? Man, that's pretty wild. Yeah. The one that sticks with me, I've seen a few, is uh, I saw this in theater by myself. We've already talked about this. The Witch by Robert Oh my Eggers. gosh. That's honestly maybe worse than my answer. <laughs> it, was, it was a wild experience. That Let's one can get in your that. head for sure. Yeah. So do you remember feeling like, oh my gosh. Well, not <laughs> to go too much out. into this because this may or may not be on our list. Right. But that... I had no idea. I was just like, oh, it's another horror film. And it's, right. You know, but I, there was a part in the film where I literally like laughed out loud because it was so uncomfortable. Oh. And other people in the theater started to laugh too. And then the, after I finished the film, I got into my car and I was like, you know, I don't normally feel weird after yeah. watching horror films. So I just immediately look it yeah. up on my phone, come to find out it's the first and only film ever endorsed by the Satanic Church. Yeah. Because of how real it got to Satanism. Yeah. There's so much I could say about that. Oh, I know. I'll save it. I but know, I know. Yeah, that one, well, I assume it was at night. Went to like an it evening. was at night I, cool. and I had to go by my grandparents' house afterwards to grab something and I was going by myself and I was like, why do I feel weird? This yeah. is so weird. Yeah. You know, it's so... uh Everyone listening to this that is related to me is like, that's why you shouldn't watch this. I know, probably. <laughs> but, yep. Yep. I have no hey, That's argument. why we love it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you're like, okay, I don't feel right. And then other times you're like, oh, I love that like bone chilling. Like, ugh, I just feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And like we've mentioned before, you know, we're Christian. So it's like, yeah. you know, some of that stuff just. We're scared of nothing. Yeah, we, we ain't scared we of nothing. We ain't scared. Okay, your next 10 star review. Yeah, also short and sweet. I just thought it was funny. This is from Nick Pizzello, who just says, this is what it looks like when I go get water at 3 a.m. <laughs> it's like, I get it. Yep. There's something about it. Like when it's dark, you're just like, oh, I don't want to get up and go out there. Oh, I know. But I will say there was like nothing more relatable than the, the very first time they hear noise and they go check it out. And that's the ice machine. Oh, I know. It's like we've so all been relatable. there. You hear, oh, what is that? <gasps> ice maker. Yep. <laughs> Uh, my next one, uh, also very short and sweet, Jackrabbit. The only demon in the first half of this movie is Mika. <laughs> so, so true. Very, very true. Freaking hate that guy. Yep. One stars. Oh, yeah. I have three really tiny ones. Oh, okay. I have two medium-ish okay. ones. Uh, first one from 7CXRPSE. Oh, good username. Very memorable name. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is a true inspiration. It just goes to show that you don't need a bunch of money to make a blockbuster film or decent actors or compelling characters or creative camera work or a well-written story or anything worthwhile to actually happen during the entire <laughs> runtime. Amazing. Just the freaking sass from oh, this person. Man. At first I was like, wait. I know. Like <laughs> it comes off like, oh, he didn't hate it. No, That's he did. Didn't classic. Love it. This one's from Manu SCF. Okay. Keeping up with the Kardashians, but supposedly horror. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Love you know, that. That's um, fine. <laughs> my next one's from Auburn Amber 12. 
The ultimate test of patience, resulting in thorough disappointment. Watching the film is like having hope for someone to come out of a coma when everyone at the hospital is convinced that the person is a lost cause. But just keep waiting. Just wait. Have hope. Maybe, just maybe, there will be more to the movie. I thought wrong. Not to sound harsh, but the movie, all in all, was a waste of my time and money. Do yourself a favor and do not give in to the misleading advertising. Hmm. That was back in 2009. Oh, so wow. They were okay. advising when it was popular. They were pissed. <laughs> they did not like it. They did not like that. That's um, it for me. Dude, I wish we could have seen this in theater. I you know, was thinking the exact first came same out. thing. Can you imagine that experience? That would have been so fun. Oh, I know. Like, I want to see a groundbreaking horror film <sighs> in theater. I know. And Makes you wonder when the next one's going to hit. I know. I, I haven't felt like that in a long time, honestly, no. since Hereditary. Yeah, I, that's another one. And I you didn't wish get to see that in film. I had a ticket. I had a ticket and I gave it away. Oh, that sucks. Me and my buddy Jordan Spence got to watch that together in theater and we were both like, Ooh. Oh my gosh, I would have loved that. We need Ugh. him to drop his next. I know. Ari never disappoints. That's not Bo's Afraid. Sorry, you Bo's Afraid yeah, fans. Sorry about that one. But that's not really horror anyway. Okay, sorry. My next one is from Morgs. I refuse to believe that there, is, there was even a script for this movie. <laughs> well, you'll be surprised. Hey, you'd be surprised there, Morgs. To know that there's not really a script. We're right. <laughs> uh, my last one was from Yaget. Okay. I did not like this. <laughs> so, Noted. short and sweet, very to the point. They didn't like it. Noted. Thank you for letting us know. Thanks, Yaget. I'll take that into my next film <laughs> for consideration. <laughs> oh, man. Do we have any hot takes? Oh, um, boy. Yes. That weren't in our, what would we change? <laughs> Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I know it's like it's all the same. It's just like my one is kind of similar, but kind of a hot take too. I said Mika is the worst character from any of the horror films we've reviewed so far. Okay, honestly, off I'll make it just to taking it to the next level. I might say from the movies I can remember, horror movies off the top of my head, and I know I may eat my words later, but maybe potentially the most frustrating worst character from any horror film ever. I just was so angry with him because he was so insensitive. Yeah. So dumb. I've already ranted about him enough, but I was like, you know what? I'm throwing this one out there. I know there's some bad characters, but this one just, he just got me, dude. Dude, I will say, you know, I don't know if you've seen Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so there is that one. Okay. So I'm just kidding. No, um, I... I don't think that's as hot as a take as you think. Really? I I was trying to compare it to, what's his name, John from yeah. Orphan. And he's really bad too, but yeah, I you're probably right. I think Mika's way just, worse than Grand scheme John. of things, I think John is like a cakewalk compared to this freaking guy. He just, oh. yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, it's okay. I'll start crying. No, out don't, of hey, anger. don't cry. It's okay. Out of Shh. anger. <laughs> I collect myself. I've already kind of said this. So much of the buildup in this film is for the sake of the plot, which completely takes away from it being one of the potentially best. And that goes in hand in hand with Mika being a dumb idiot. Yeah. And just not making any sense with anything he did. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a hot take though. Mm, Do share. Uh, Beyond that. This is the place to share it. This is the hot takes. This is the hot takes hallway. I believe this is by far the scariest film we've had on our list. Ooh, all Um, right. So the lack of seeing or hearing the demonic entity, the subtlety in the music, and the found footage appeal make 
making it feel like it could happen to anyone. I just thought, while I'm I'm not like saying I'm like trembling over sure. here. Yeah. Out of all the films, and I went back and looked at the list, I was like, I do think this is this is the scariest. Yeah. I I'm trying to think. We haven't watched anything yet that is like and the, I mean, obviously we're early on. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'd probably agree with that. I mean, other than so there's as above, so below, maybe. Yeah, that one's creepy. That's another found footage, which is so funny. I know. I think that's part, it's just like the realism can be so creepy. Yeah. But this one, you definitely make a great point with like it being in some like suburban neighborhood. Yeah. Makes it feel so much creepier. Mm-hmm. So I, I, can, I can live with that. Okay. Have we heard any hot takes? Oh boy. People saying nothing happened. I'm like, well, this okay, is yeah. not the point. This, go watch other films. Yeah. That's not the point of this film. And if you miss that, you're just. I said the same thing, like the hot take that people want to see the demon. I was like, go watch Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. There are plenty of films for you to do that. Yeah. And this film definitely took a, you know, a risk in doing that. And Mm -hmm. some people hated it and other people didn't mind it. But I disagree. I think it's great to just have those sounds because the sounds are done really well. Like they are very creepy sounds. So I would disagree with those. I also disagree, and this is getting less of a hot take because we see it almost every week, but people saying it's, you know, scariest film you've ever seen. Yep. Get that. But I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It's less of a hot take too. Like if that was said for Orphan, you know. Yeah. That's even more <laughs> that's of a hot just, take. I just think there are plenty of other movies split. out there that, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. If you say that about Split, you're, you're canceled. <laughs> Oh, no, I agree. Somebody said it bored them to tears. And that was one of the worst movies they've ever seen. So I was like, that's just... You're being dramatic. Yeah, dramatic. (laughs) Hottest of all hot takes. I found one that just said, this is overrated. And then they made a comment. While Blair Witch Project was innovative, both in marketing and in execution, this remarkably successful flick is proof that marketing can do better when selling such low-budget movies such as establishment trash like Annihilation. Whoa! Yes, I'm like what, why throw Annihilation? Yeah, into this? get out of like here! Such a different film. Yeah, what? You can't compare Annihilation to any of these. I was like, who are? Who is this person? That go, might be the most away. opposite horror film you could have picked. <laughs> it literally threw me for a loop. I was like, who are you? That's so random. It was so random. Freaking idiot. Okay, but we love you. What'd you say? I might say, sitting on this now, pondering everything. I might say. That probably just it being boring and like yeah. pointless, you know, like I, I think it's like a slow build. I think they were innovative in the way they did it. Mm-hmm. And for a low budget film to kind of reach for those, you know, not so visual, but more, you know, again, what you're hearing, I think it's pretty cool. So I would say that's probably the hottest, just saying it's like super boring and pointless. Like, yeah. Well. Like you said, you can watch a hundred other horror films if you want that. Yeah, but totally agree. Do we agree with the IMDb rating? It's a 6.3 out of 10. Mm. I actually don't. Do you want me to say first? You want to say first? <laughs> oh, spicy. Sure, you take uh, I, it. Okay, so I said 6.7. I brought it up 0. 0.4. Okay. I'd say higher, but the plot objectives and the ending and Mika bring it down into the sixth territory. Okay. Mika's character alone brings it down like a whole point one. Yeah. Okay. Or a whole one. <laughs> I 
was on the opposite end of the spectrum. Okay. But not by much. I said 6.2. Okay. Only because it does feel monotonous at times and Mika so frustrating. Yeah. But honestly, I think talking it out though, like I get the innovation of it is pretty like spectacular. Like if you I, take all things into consideration, like budget and time yeah, frame. Yeah, for sure. Because I've seen films, I mean, let's not to throw them under the bus again and it's not even in the same genre, <laughs> but like Marvel. Yeah. Totally a case of like, you can have millions of dollars in your film and then it's garbage. Yeah, it's still garbage. So I respect it, but yeah, totally. Totes. Chill factor. What is the best part of the film? I've said it a hundred million times. <laughs> this is just genuinely my favorite thing about the whole film. The innovative use of found footage within such a simple story. Like yep. I think with what they had coming up with this, again, suburban neighborhood horror where it's like I can feel myself in that position of like, oh my gosh, I've also heard, you know, a noise when I'm trying to sleep or like, and what would you do? Like this just takes it and just amplifies it. And yeah. I think it's such a cool concept. So I respect Pelly for executing this whole vision for that kind of horror. Yeah. I totally agree. And I, on top of that, I put the minimalism of not revealing anything about the demon. Yeah. Which you guys know how I feel about that. And that's probably more a hot take because some people said nothing happened. And I was I like in love that, in love with the fact that nothing really happened. It would have been so much worse. I feel like oh if you gosh. did see like well, a full demon, it just, then it's just another cheap horror movie. Yeah. And that was my least favorite part of the film was seeing yeah. her face turn into a demon. Yeah. So. Agreed. Oh, I wonder if there's like a lore, which sorry. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no, now just like on a tangent, but I'm like, I wonder if there's like a lore. Like, I wonder if they've ever identified like who that demon is. Like, what's its intention? Is it the same demon in all the movies or is it? I, well, that's, I'm pretty sure in the, in the prequel, that's the same demon. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that makes sense. Cause it's like been following it's the one that her. followed her. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, okay. it's interesting. Hmm. Again, why, why Mike, Micah, why Mika was Mika. like. Yeah. I don't know what, what's happening. She's like, <laughs> I've just been experiencing this my whole yeah. life. You know? <laughs> Which, yeah, probably should have brought up before you guys moved in together. Okay, that was the one thing he that said. That was one point that was right. That he was right. He was like, well, you could have mentioned this, you know, on our, like 15th, our 20th date, 20th, yeah. 30th date. And I was like, and okay. she's like, okay, yeah, fair so, enough. Final Rex. I recommend this to anyone who can handle horror movies. Yeah. Um, just because it's a good little found footage staple. And yep. obviously it was a box office success. And unless it makes you physically motion sick, get over your stupid hatred for found footage and stop trying to ride, ride that annoying bandwagon. I actually sat and thought about this the other day, just about our podcast. I think that's one of the hottest takes we have as a podcast <laughs> is that we don't completely hate found footage. <laughs> but I will stand by the fact, I think if you can do it well, and yeah. this film is an example of that, it works. Yeah. Like, I think you can do it and it can be cool and effective and creepy. But there's like this, like almost like it's cool to hate found footage now, and everyone just like rides that it. wave. But I'm, I will say, in their defense, I haven't seen a ton of found footage films, so I won't. Yeah. Like I haven't seen like ten that I'm like, okay, these are really bad. Yeah. Like stop making these. That's true. Well, and to be fair, there are a lot of bad ones. Like yeah. I have seen some that are like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> but yeah. when it's done right, I mean, don't just knock every single found footage film. So. It's not a blanket, you know, situation. Yeah. So, okay, where can I watch this? HBO Max, Hulu, YouTube subscription, and Amazon Prime Video. Yep. 
I'm about to watch those alternate endings, dude. Oh, I'm yeah, we need to watch that on after YouTube. This. Yeah, it's going to be fun. probably more jarring than anything we saw. I know, I know. <laughs> well, that wraps up Chamber of Chills, number 37, Paranormal Activity, 2009. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to our 15th episode. Holy crap. Wow. That's that crazy. crazy. Here is the riddle for next week's episode, or I guess two weeks from now. Yeah. We always say that. Sorry. I know. Very short and sweet. I'm a film from 2023 that's not just about what you see. Starring a charismatic man with the gift to let you be free. In the realm of conversation, I truly shine and gleam. Tell me, can you guess the movie where words become a dream? How about that? <laughs> okay, don't forget to follow us on our two social accounts, Instagram and TikTok, at The Chamber of Chills. Please DM us, comment on our posts, or send us an email. We're begging you. Podcast at thechamberofchills.com if you have any questions, thoughts, or don't forget, submit your hot takes to us. We want to hear all of them, even if you just wildly disagree with everything we say. Yeah. Um, like we said, we have really thick skin. We can take it. We can take it. We uh, would love to share your hot takes on our hot take episode, hot take hallway episode at the end of the next few films. Also, share our podcast, please, with all of your people who like films. If we grow, you grow. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That exactly. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that sounds like something Mika would say. Mika, come on. <laughs> Stupid. Okay, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for what's next on Chamber of Chills. Bye. You're not in control.